0: Today on the Inside Scoop, we're going to talk Notre Dame recruiting. It's heating up as Ohio State comes to town, Oregon and Colorado face off. So we'll talk recruiting implications there. And what does the firing of Mel Tucker mean for Michigan State recruiting? I got a Sparty Insider coming on to talk all about it. Now, before we get into Notre Dame's big visit weekend, there's a few important recruiting developments that I think we should cover first. We'll start the show in a second. Guys, subscribe to the On3Recruits channel. This page, it's absolutely exploding. I couldn't be more proud. Let's get it to 10K in the first month. Hit that subscribe button. All right, let's go out to California where five-star Brandon Baker will announce his big decision this Sunday, September 24th. Baker is the number one ranked offensive tackle in the country. He goes 6'5", 300 pounds. And he's choosing between basically four schools. That's what it comes down to. Nebraska, Ohio State, Oregon, and Texas. Now, for much of the offseason, I had my pick on Oregon. Well, the whole industry had their pick on Oregon for pretty much. Then June happened. Official visits kind of shook things up. He took a bunch of them. Texas is one of the programs that started buzzing in June. Didn't stop. You know, things just kept on transpiring. July, August, the horns were in this one. Now, I got experts on from all four of the programs involved in Baker's recruitment, and they gave me their predictions on where they think the five star offensive tackle is going to land. Roll it. And now it's prediction time. Up first, Sean Callahan from Husker Online. Sean, what's your prediction on five star offensive tackle Brandon Baker? Well, you know, if Nebraska's program, I think, was further along down the line with Matt Rule, I think they have a pretty good chance to get Brandon Baker. But with that said, I think. Right now, Texas just seems like where it's all heading. Right now, um, he's you know a lot of positive vibes have come out of Austin for him. Um, my prediction right now, probably, is he ends up at Texas.
1: I predict Texas will land Baker uh, when he makes his commitment, and the reason being, I think the Longhorns have shown him the most love in the last few weeks, last month or two, and have made him a top priority to join their 2024 recruiting class. My prediction, and
0: Buckeye fans won't won't like this one, but my prediction is Texas. You just follow and read the tea leaves that have been in this recruitment the last four to five months. And there's something in Austin that keeps pulling Brandon Baker back. My prediction for five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker out of modern day is the Texas Longhorns. I think there's an opportunity to come in and compete right away at the right tackle spot. I think Kyle Flood's resume of development is going to put Texas over the top in this recruitment. Now, that's what the experts had to say, and I'm one of them, so I agree. I have my pick on the Longhorns. I changed it about two weeks ago, but I don't think this recruitment is done by any means. Uh, Talking to uh, Chad Simmons, talking to other people within our network, He has not given any indication to the colleges of which school he plans to choose on Sunday. So as it stands now, I like Texas. I think Oregon's heavily involved in this. Maybe Ohio State is the dark horse. I think Nebraska, they're a long shot in this one. But let me know where you think Baker is going to commit to in the comment section below. Let me know where you think he's going to go. All right. Let's move on to the next development that I want to talk about. We're going to go more in depth on Michigan State here in a little bit, but there was a uh, major move that happened this week, and it has to do with Michigan State's top-rated commitment, Nick Marsh, the four-star wide receiver committed to the Spartans back in early July. He's six foot three, two hundred pounds, ranked as a top one hundred and fifty player overall. As I said, Michigan State's top-rated commitment in their twenty twenty-four class. Now. He committed, Marsh committed in early July and credited relationships and that family atmosphere out there in Michigan State as the reason why. Well, now there's chaos. In the wake of Mel Tucker's firing, Michigan State, you know, they don't they haven't announced a new coach. We don't know what's going to happen. And Nick Marsh got an offer from Colorado just hours after Michigan announced the firing of Mel Tucker. And I, I think this is interesting. There's something interesting here that Marsh tweeted the news of his new offer. I find that interesting because Nick Marsh probably gets offers, I wouldn't say every week, but he gets new offers all the time. And I took a scroll down his Twitter and there's no mention of anything really besides Michigan State. And then all of a sudden he's tweeting this new colorado offer and i think there's a reason he mentioned this one i think he does have a good bit of interest in colorado he has not decommitted from michigan state but this is one to watch the buffaloes i think they're gonna try to get marsh in on a visit soon they got usc next week at home keep an eye out to see if nick marsh is in boulder next weekend so one more visit big uh one more big development we need to cover before we get to some Notre Dame talk, and that is Terry Bussey, the five-star athlete from East Texas, will likely take his final visit before his September 28th commitment date. Now there's four teams, there's, there's, there's a couple finalists involved here. We got Texas, we got LSU, we got Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Alabama. I think OU and Texas really wanted to get Bussey on cap- campus last weekend, but instead he showed up at Texas A&M and this weekend he'll take his final visit he'll be in baton rouge for lsu's game against arkansas i really feel like this recruitment's coming down to either lsu or texas a&m for the number two ranked athlete in the country we'll see what lsu can do with bussey this weekend i think he's an aggie in the end that's the way it's trending the recruiting prediction machine agrees with me so terry bussey official visit to lsu this weekend for their game against the razorbacks Again, guys, let me know, comment section, where do you think Terry Bussey, five-star athlete, lands on September 28th? Okay, let's talk some Notre Dame recruiting now. Notre Dame's 2024 class entered Tuesday with the nation's number 14 ranked class. But by the end of the day, it catapulted inside the top 10. Garby Lambert, the nation's number 54 ranked player overall out of the state of Massachusetts, committed to Notre Dame, and he is a monster at six foot six, 290 pounds. He's the number four ranked offensive tackle in the entire country. Lambert's commitment pushed Notre Dame from 14 all the way up to number eight in the Irish. They're still looking for more. We got a big visit weekend on tap with Ohio State coming to South Bend this weekend. We'll see if Notre Dame recruiting can climb even higher in the rankings by the end of the weekend. Irish fans, listen, subscribe to the On3Recruits channel. We just started this page and it's exploding. Almost 10K in the first month. We need you guys to be a part of it. Hit subscribe. All right. It's time to get going. Let's bring on Mike Singer from Blue and Gold. Mike, recruiting, it's getting hot at the right time here. What do you credit this uptick to? I I kind of feel like this is a a softball
2: question that, you know, it's just kind of an easy way to go the Marcus Freeman route. And that's where I'm going to go. Because every time I talk to sources inside the Goog, uh, you know, in, in South Bend, the answer is, asking that kind of similar question like why is Notre Dame doing so well in the recruiting show right yeah. now it's man Marcus Freeman and that leadership like how hard he works on the recruiting trail when your boss is working really really hard and you see that mm-hmm. it trickles down to the employees right Josh we could vouch for that and that's what's happening at Notre Dame as well like Marcus Freeman does not take days off on the recruiting trail and either do his assistant so It's it's a really the the staff. It just seems like they have one single mind, one single focus, like they work well together. Um, They're just clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, it's a number eight class right now, like you said, Josh. But if you talk to those Notre Dame coaches, I think they'd want to argue that it's number one.
0: Yeah, I get what you're alluding to. Our CEO here, Shannon Terry, he keeps his foot on the gas nonstop, which is why we're great. And like at Notre Dame, it's Marcus Freeman. He upholds the standard there. Uh, the current class is rate number eight, number eight. And we were talking about this off air before we started. The strength of this class is what? The defense is
2: good. Don't get me wrong. The, um, Notre Dame's very happy about the defense. But when you go through the offense position groups, it's so fantastic. They got their number one quarterback on the board in CJ Carr committed last summer. They caught him in early. He's been helping build the class. They're ecstatic about landing CJ Carr. The running back duo, Vaneas Williams and Keidron Young, you can argue is what, top three or four in the country in terms of duos at the running back position. The receivers, Cam Williams, a guy who I think is probably going to end up as a five star, just in my conversation with Charles Power. Charles absolutely loves Cam Williams. Uh, they got Micah Gilbert, a so really solid, mm-hmm. big body possession receiver. Maybe Micah would be mad if I called him a possession receiver, but like that's kind of like he is very good at receiving the football. And then Logan Saldate from California, a speedster who's gonna be dynamic out of the slot. They got the tight end they wanted in Jack, uh, excuse me, Jack Larson, uh, who's an outstanding pass catcher, could be a really good move, uh, tight end. And then your offensive line class of Peter Jones, Stiles Prescott, um, you know, and getting Gerby Lamberts. It's, it's an outstanding offensive line class. And of course, Anthony Knapp from the Atlanta area, It was a good offensive line class, and then you get Gerby Lambert. That takes it to, you know, an A plus.
0: Yeah. Now this weekend, the weekend we've all been waiting for, Ohio state comes to South bend. So we know the recruits will be there. Give me like the top two or three most important recruits that'll be on campus this weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the visitor list is definitely loaded for Notre Dame, but I'll give you guys a few in the 2025 class. The nation's number two safety per on three, uh, Jadon Blair from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. This will be his second visit uh, to Notre Dame. The Irish weren't able to land uh, a big-time Chicago defensive lineman in this uh, 2023 class with Justin Scott committed Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris Burgess from uh, Chicago Simeon, also very high on both programs. Notre Dame's looking to get Burgess in that 2025 class. He's visiting this weekend. Owen big looks like the number one offensive tackle on the board in 2025 from Wisconsin. Will be on campus, another elite Chicago talent. Talon Taylor from Geneva Community, a top 100 player per the on three industry ranking. He's gonna make his way to South Bend. Um, so there's four big names for notre dame in the 2025 class all ranked highly and all guys that the irish staff would love to
0: have and we know with any big visit weekend comes surprises are there any last minute additions that could be on your radar how's the first few weeks of college football going for you guys the games have been great but you know what's not great finding last minute tickets Finding tickets before a game can be an absolute nightmare, but don't let this be the way your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about Game Time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game Time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your favorite team's biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time has deals on tickets from the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and entertainment events. Yes, you can use game time for concerts as well. So here's what we're gonna do. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, use code INSIDESCOOP, I-N-S-I-D-E-S-C-O-O-P, for $20 off. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 2024 class
2: Notre Dame under Marcus Freeman is known to be very aggressive late in the cycle just when you are hearing as a recruiting writer like oh this is this is what they're wanting to do they hit their mark at this spot I don't ever believe it Josh because they always (laughs) seem to go and take that extra player um at a certain spot so definitely keep an eye on that this weekend Things might be reported over the weekend when you know reporters lay eyes on the pl- the prospect before the game or or what have you, but uh, that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on, Josh.
0: All right. Well, we know in recruiting you got to strike while the iron is hot, and right now the iron is hot. So, Mike, who do you think could be the next Notre Dame commitment?
2: Yeah, there's there's several guys that I think are possibilities. The one that comes to mind the most is Daniel Anderson from Bryant, Arkansas. Really interesting, Josh, when he camped at Notre Dame in early June, um, this running back prospect in the 2025 class had one offer. Um, What was it, Long Island? I think Mm -hmm. in in New York, that was the only school that offered him. Notre Dame loved him at camp, offered him, and now several other schools have offered him, Mississippi State, Tennessee, uh, a few others. So I like Daniel Anderson. He's visited Notre Dame twice already. I think this could be for the win for the Irish. And then Notre Dame would have two running back commits already in the 2025 class. Anderson would join Justin Thurman from the Tampa area uh, down in the Sunshine State. So there's definitely some others on commit watch. But Daniel Anderson, for me,
0: seems like the most likely. All right. Well, it is a huge weekend in South Bend. Blue and gold. Mike Singer, they'll have you covered. If there's any surprise visitors, if there's any commitments, you won't want to miss the content on blue and gold. Mike Singer, thank you for dropping by the Inside Scoop. Of course, Josh. Thank you, man. Oregon's first big visit weekend of the fall is here. Now, I don't know if we expected a ranked, undefeated matchup between Colorado and Oregon, but here we are. There will be some key Oregon recruiting targets both committed and uncommitted on campus this weekend we're going to break it all down here in a second but first oregon fans subscribe to this on three recruits channel it is absolutely exploding only a month old and we are almost to 10k we want you to join so hit that subscribe button okay let's bring on justin hopkins of scoop duck for more justin we'll talk big visits here in a second but this game It's going to be watched from coast to coast by not only fans, but recruits as well. What would a win on Saturday mean for the Ducks?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's really kind of strange to say this, but it feels like it would finally be a statement win for Oregon this season. I thought Texas Tech played a heck of a game, but everybody's kind of discrediting them for the Wyoming loss, and then they lost to to Oregon next week. So it feels like a 3-0 Colorado that comes in, that's beaten TCU, that's beaten Nebraska, that held on to win against Colorado State. Um, It's just weird to think about it and say it, but it feels like this might be a bit of a statement win for Oregon and, and kind of set the tone for them this season.
0: It would. I mean, with all the hype that's surrounding Colorado, not to say that, like, Oregon needs this win or it would be a signature win for Oregon, but it's still a statement, and especially because we know how many eyes will be on this game. Now, Speaking about eyes on this game, let's talk visitors. Give me the three or four most important recruits that will be on campus this weekend.
1: Well, as most Duck fans know, you know Oregon has 22 commits in this class. Not a lot of meat left to pack on the bone, if you will, though, for Dan Lanning. But he's got a few uncommitted guys coming in. You know, For starters, I'll talk about running back Jason Brown out of the mm-hmm. Seattle area. That recruitment has really kind of trended between Oregon and Michigan State it looks like Oregon's opened the door. So they're bringing Jason Brown and that one will be interesting. Uh, Tight end Roger Saliapaga out of Utah is another one that's been very just quiet about his recruitment, kept it low key, taking his time. You know, that's one the Ducks are bringing in and I think that they're really trying to close there because tight end has been a big area of need for them in this recruiting class. Uh, Oregon's bringing in a number of their commits, which is always great. But the one I want to highlight is cornerback Dakota Fields. I think it's great that he's coming in. We know that he was committed to USC. Oregon was able to pry him away. But you know, as we all know, getting him back on campus and and, and strengthening that relationship and keeping him locked in, you know, that's a really big one for the Ducks. And and the last one I'll hit on here is is defensive line, which we know Dan Lanning loves, but. Jericho Johnson out of the California, out of the state Mm -hmm. of California, uh, one of the top defensive linemen edges out west uh, in this recruiting class, which we know isn't in abundance out west. You know, the Ducks are battling Washington, USC, and others there. So he'll come in for an unofficial visit. That's probably the highlight visitor of the weekend right now. Solomon Williams was going to visit Oregon officially this weekend, but there's been a, a change there, so that visit will take place at another time.
0: Yeah, and Solomon Williams canceled his official visit last week into Texas. So, you know, we're hearing that there's some family matters taking place, and I do think that he'll get it sorted out. I don't think Solomon Williams missing these visits has anything to do with his interest in these teams. Uh, J-Hop, you hit on it at the top. Oregon has 22 total commitments in the 24 class. Not much wiggle room to go. But what's Dan Lanning trying to accomplish between now and signing day with this 24 class?
1: Yeah, for Oregon, you know, like I said earlier, it's just kind of about adding, you know, putting some cherries on top of this pretty sweet cakey's built. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that Oregon has any major pressing needs at any one position. I think it's just the Ducks are out there looking for guys that are ready and can contribute and can fill some holes on this roster. Defensive back, defensive line, which we know Dan Lanning is gonna always prioritize, possibly offensive line with them looking at Eddie Pierre Lewis and Jordan Seaton among others, Brennan Baker trending to Texas currently. So those are a few of the ones, but it kind of feels like where you're going big game hunting at this point, right? You're not looking for under the radar guys. You're not looking for diamonds in the rough. You're pretty much going big game hunting at this point. If a, a five star or top 100 guy wants to come your way, you're gonna find, find room for him and figure it out later. And I think that's where Dan Lanning's at.
0: All right, I love going big game hunting, Justin. Um, one last question. What will Oregon's transfer portal efforts look like this off season? How active do you think they're gonna get? Inside scoop lovers, I've gotta tell you about something that has changed my fall football season for the better and that's HelloFresh. I've been trying HelloFresh recently and I have no idea why I waited so long. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients in seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's number one meal kit in America. Because let's face it, we're busy during the fall season. The routine is work all week. Then get home and watch football all weekend. There's no deviation to that plan. And a busy fall schedule doesn't always leave you with time to spare. And with HelloFresh, you don't need to spend all evening in the kitchen to whip up a wholesome meal. With their quick and easy recipes and 15 minute meals, you can get a tasty dinner on the table in less time than it takes to get takeout or delivery and much cheaper. A new season calls for new meals, and HelloFresh has a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners and more to choose from. Take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle, from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. This week, I was in the kitchen chefing it up, you know, like I always do. When I get home from work, I don't like to go to the grocery store. I like that HelloFresh has all the ingredients right there. I didn't have to buy way too much and throw out all the extra and anything I cook is delicious, but I got to tell you, HelloFresh makes it easy and so fast. I don't know if I'll be going back to the grocery store anytime soon. So here's what I got for you guys. Go to HelloFresh.com forward slash 50 Josh Newberg and use code 50 Josh Newberg for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's HelloFresh.com forward slash 50 Josh Newberg. HelloFresh, I have no idea why I waited so long.
1: Yeah, great question. And as we know, Dan landing has been active in the portal the last couple of years. His activity's been very um, efficient, if you will. Yeah. Most of the transfers Oregon has brought in has either started or been heavy contributors. I can only think of one or two instances where that hasn't been the case so far. So, you know, again, we'll, I'll circle back. I think he's just trying to fill holes with the remaining 2024 recruiting class, and that's what he'll do in the transfer portal this coming season. I don't think he'll sign a big transfer portal class like he's done the last two years. I just don't think there's room, but if there's potentially three to five, maybe three to six guys out there that could help them at some of these positions and make them feel good about about that position group, I think they'll do it. And the one that I'll highlight, which will be very intriguing to me. And again, we don't know at this point in September, but will Oregon pursue a transfer portal quarterback with Bo Nix obviously going on and that era coming to a close?
0: Yeah, that is the big question when it comes to the transfer portal. But for this weekend, we got a ranked undefeated matchup in Eugene between Colorado and Oregon, and the recruits will be watching, and so will we. Justin Hopkins of Scoop Duck, thanks for stopping by the Inside Scoop. Thank you. There's chaos at Michigan State in the wake of Mel Tucker's abrupt firing. And today, we're going to discuss how this impacts Spartan recruiting. Michigan State fans, do me a favor right now. Subscribe to the On3Recruits channel. This page is brand new, and it is exploding. Almost 10K in the first month. Hit that subscribe button for me. All right. Let's bring on Jason Kellup of Spartan Mag. Jason. How is the current staff dealing with the recruiting implications at the moment?
3: No doubt. Uh, Things were pretty uh, hectic in East Lansing when the news dropped. um, Originally the suspension of Mel Tucker um, now, now led to the firing of Mel Tucker. Uh, Former secondary coach Harlan Barnett took over as interim head coach and um, made sure to immediately reach out to every recruit in the class. Michigan state has 13 commitments in the fold and, uh, each position coach was responsible of reaching out to each member of their class at their position. Um, their message to the recruits was just hang in there, see this thing through. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty of how the, st- how the staff will play out, which position coaches will, will remain on staff. But right now the message is to hang in there, uh, see this through. Um, but Michigan State coaches are def- definitely have their hands full to keep the majority of this class in the fold.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's important because they do have 13 commitments, and we've heard that Nick Marsh has been reached out to from Colorado. He's Michigan State's top-rated commitment. He's a wide receiver from in-state. Now, with the Sharks
3: circling, which commitments do you think are most
0: sought after right now on that commit list?
3: Yeah, uh, Michigan State has three commitments uh, from the state of Michigan. I think that that just by the way things lay out that those will be the easiest commits to keep in the class. But on the flip side of that, Nick Marsh is very highly sought after um, he committed to Michigan state last summer and decommitted in order to take his official visits. Mm-hmm. Penn state was heavily involved with those and Penn state's still involved. Uh, Colorado, like you said, reached out and offered. Uh, there's a chance that he visits Colorado for the USC game uh, later this month. So Michigan state will look to keep Marsh in the fold. Uh, he's definitely one of the ones to look for, uh, another in state commitment, four star offensive lineman, Andrew Dennis has been hearing from Penn state throughout his commitment to Michigan state. Uh, they offered him. So did Auburn, uh, Stanford and Nebraska. Um, and then Anthony Carey four star running back in Florida. He's Mm -hmm. definitely a name to watch, uh, with North Carolina, South Carolina and others. Yeah. And,
0: you know, prior to Mel Tucker's firing, I mean, they were in on some big targets, What about some of the uncommitted guys that they were pursuing? Are they still on the board? Is Michigan State still active with some of those guys? Inside Scoop fans, listen up. Tailgate season is here, and I need to tell you about these Bird Dog shorts that I've been wearing. Bird Dogs were the big winner for me this summer, and I'm rolling with them right into the fall. You know I wear them to work. I wear them to golf. I brought them on my vacation to Florida. So, of course... I'm wearing them tailgating. And last weekend, I didn't pull up to lot B with the boys in my old stiff khakis. Nope, I wore my bird dog shorts instead, and I'm glad I did. Because it's still hot out there. Just because football season is here, it doesn't mean fall is too. It's still swampy, but not in my bird dogs. You see, bird dogs has this great cloud knit fabric that looks just like a nice pair of khakis, but it's way more flexible, and most importantly... It keeps me cool and dry even at a noon kickoff. So here's what we're gonna do. I need you to go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh enter promo code Josh and you'll get a bird dogs tech hat with your order. Look at this, got one right here. I wore it golfing over the weekend. It's nice, it fits, it's light. So go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh for a bird dogs hat.
3: You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Uh, four-star running back Jason Brown of Seattle. Michigan State made the top three for him. Uh, he immediately canceled his visit to East Lansing. Uh, it remains to be seen if he's still going to make that trip or reschedule, but I put the odds on that as uh, pretty small. I think Oregon and uh, Washington will be able to capitalize on that. At one time, I put a future cat or a RPM prediction in for Brown to land at Michigan State. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anymore uh do we'll we reevaluate things there uh they did have defensive tackle francis beru he's a three-star from columbus on campus over the weekend he's currently committed to pittsburgh um they're still working to flip him uh that's his second visit to campus and his visit came after the mel tucker news so mm-hmm. that's a recruitment to keep watching especially in the midwest with uh growing up with michigan state of school on his radar So, you know, in, in
0: these times, it feels like, you know, the walls are kind of coming in on recruiting and it feels like these are going to be tough times, but of course, once a hire is made, you know, Michigan state's going to go back on the offensive and and try to pursue some of these guys. What do you think a real timetable is for Michigan state recruiting before they can go back on the offensive?
3: Yeah. Oh, I think that as of now, it'll be after the season ends. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're looking at, early December, late November by the time Michigan State will probably make their move as their next head coach. Um, interim head coach Harlan Barnett could have a chance if he um, performs well this season in, in the role. Um, and He he made it clear in his introductory press conference that he wants the job and it's a dream for him. Um, so Michigan State might play that, and that that could be something that could help comm- keep commitments in the fold. Mm-hmm. Um He'll likely keep a lot of the staff if he would be named head coach, but that's something that um, Michigan State still needs to see if he's ready and uh, how he handles this season. Um, whoever the new head coach is will have to move quickly, uh, retaining staff from Michigan State if possible. That, Like I said, that would help retain commitments as well and retain players on the roster. But uh, a lot of that's to be seen, and the recruits know that, and that's why I think that you'll see recruits take visits reopen their recruitments. And I don't think the Michigan State class will sign as it is now. And I don't think that will shock anybody either.
0: Right. Well, we'll see what Harlan Barnett can do. He's been a good recruiter throughout his time at Michigan State. He also spent time at USF, Florida State. He's been a good recruiter everywhere he's went. I know these are tough times for Michigan State, but we'll see, one, if he can salvage this class, and two, if he can add to it. Jason Killup from Spartan Mag, thank you for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. Thank you for having me. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On Three Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.